So Rob, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla lately. That's uh, Vikings, right? Yeah, you're a Viking, and you're smashing up towns and abbeys. Man, you hate abbeys in <laughs> this game. Can't stand them. They really want you to loot. Like uh, they want you to grab these like boxes full of gold all over the place. Okay. But they have this button that like shows you like where they all are, like kind of detective mode. And then you see this, this gold ring that, that shows you generally sort of where it is in the map, but they don't want it to be that easy. Right. Cause otherwise you would just beeline right for the gold. Yeah. So they kind of like hide it. Uh, it's not really a puzzle. It's, it's really more like kind of half-ass, like a, a subway that has way too many exits and entrances. Mm. And you're like not sure exactly which one to go out to, to like start looting and pillaging the Wells Fargo ATM. <laughs> so you're like, ah, uh, oh, shit, what is this? This is a uh, Little Caesars? Oh, no, I don't. Well, I guess I could plunder a Little Caesars, but it's. <laughs> Really feels beneath me. Maybe it's right around here. This it's right next to the safe light repair. Could I get some gold out of a safe light repair? I don't even know whose head I'd chop off in a safe yeah. light repair. Can't you just threaten somebody to show you where the gold is? No, you can't threaten anybody, but you can you can <laughs> insult them in rhyming couplets. Oh it's time. Time. For a thrilling story of romance, adventure, mystery, anything with an expired copyright, it's time for another Interrupted Tale. Hello and welcome back to the show that usually ends. It's another episode of Interrupted Tales, the show where my friend and I take turns reading stories to you, the listener. While the other person constantly interrupts. As always, as is with me, <laughs> as I always say, Rob. That's what I say. You always just say Rob. Say it loud, say it proud. Yeah. Hi, Alan. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Rob. That's a holiday that is now morally wrong to celebrate. <laughs> I mean, it was iffy before, but definitely you're in the wrong celebrating it this year. Yeah, not going trending in the right direction. Nope. <laughs> uh, and yet, we have a story of Thanksgiving something. I don't... Uh... Thanksgiving crime? Okay. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. It takes the form of a bedtime story for grown-ups. Yes. From the People's Story Magazine, uh, 1922, November 25th edition. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The Thanksgiving edition. The thanks. Well, did you look up which Thursday <laughs> it is in 1922, Rob? They moved it, right? It was, what, like three, the third, or then the fourth? Or the other way oh, around? Oh, did they? They did at some point. Oh my, the butterball people. <laughs> they, wanted, they wanted more time to make them fatter and greasier. That's what they breed them for. That's what they breed them for grease. We have a story called A Price on His Head by Russell M. Krause. 
I got some tidbits about Russell M. Krause. Do you really? Yeah. Turns out Russell Krause became a playwright and is most famous for co-writing the books for the musicals Anything Goes and The Sound of Music. And he also won the Pulitzer Prize for Drama for the 1946 play State of the Union, which I've heard of. So <laughs> What a recommendation. I mean, that's pretty top-notch right there. Well, let's enjoy a tale of Thanksgiving right before you go to bed as a grown-up. So snuggle under those covers, grab a warm milk with an unacceptably high ratio of bourbon in it uh. while we read you this week's tale. You can just see the milk, like, retract when you do that. Just, like, kind of pull back from the evil, like the Star Trek Next Generation <laughs> episode with the garbage bag monster the and the oil tar. Yeah, the skin of evil. I knew what it was called, Rob. Okay? Uh -huh. I'm trying to uh -huh. lower the bar. Okay. All okay. right. Doing a great job so far. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Night. Big black blanket that it is had fallen upon the big woods and tucked its furry, finny, feathery populace to sleep. Meanwhile, day, that bright, idiot spotlight that it is, bludgeons us awake each morning with a blinding reminder that it is indeed still 2020. Yeah. That oh. bastard. It's a long winter. Swinner? Oh, lousy Swinner weather. L lousy Swinner sweathers, too. That whole Sugly Sweaters oh. thing is just so played out. It is so played out. Now they're played making Sugly uh, underwear. They really should not be marketing Sugly underwear. Correct. Correct. It was so dark that a barrel of pitch would have loomed up like a bonfire. Okay. Okay. Metaphors are a privileged stories, so uh, let's tread carefully, counselor. Sir, I submit that... <laughs> Like a garbage bag monster in a mm -hmm. pool of sticky oil. This story is going to kill off a beloved character. Listen, they showed up on his planet unannounced. No kidding. And just totally were like, hey, we're here. And what are you doing? And he's like, this is my planet. And... Native life form. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he found, he just went after the first person who shot at him. No, didn't they leave him there because he was evil? I think they left his skin. Oh, no, but when they went to the planet where there was the liver of evil, <laughs> that was not a good one. I was going to make a Tuvix reference next, so go down that hole. Not so remember, there was, there was Tuvok in Voyager, right? And there was Neelix in Voyager. Yeah, Neelix. In an episode, they are merged together, Tuvok and Neelix, into one new being. And... They're like, okay, well, this is who you are now. We can't figure out how to slice you apart. Like three weeks later, they figure out how to slice them apart. And they're like, okay, it's time to slice you apart so we can have our old buddies back. And he's like, no, I'm I'm a new person. This is who I am. Uh-huh. And he never changes his mind. And Janeway forces him to split apart back into two fucking Neelix. Hmm. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. Let me just type the question. Who stole Neelix's lungs? <laughs> I'll tell you, it was the Jem'Hadar. No, wait. I'm going to see how far the internet has advanced. 
All right, since Internet. it's baby days when I had to download ASCII GIF porn. <laughs> um, Those nines really make it look like a lady. <laughs> well, the nines are the best part. You can fill the whole thing with nines as far as I'm concerned. And sixes. Nice. And lowercase d's and uppercase p's. Oh, nice. I'm going to do that one more time. Lowercase d, uppercase p. Oh, nice. I'm trying to make it a thing, Rob. Okay. You know what? I... Lowercase d and uppercase p's don't come up as often as the number 69, apparently. I don't, I don't I, it's, yeah, it's why it's not a thing. And also, nobody wants to think of their d as lowercase. You're right. That's a terrible <laughs> thing to have an ex-girlfriend write in an email. <laughs> Only the sentinel of the law, Pat the police dog, remained awake, and his eyelids were drooping like the grand finale rose of summer. All right, all right. Well, getting back to my point previous to all this. Okay, yep. <laughs> we are not kidding around about this story. Don't you think a simile gets you around this, all right? Not going to My, oh my. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Hold on. Just a quick editing note. Here's where I cut my pretty bad droopy dog <laughs> interpretation. <laughs> if only something would happen, he mused, as he ambled aimlessly over the same old monotonous beat. Ah, he's listening to Diplo. Oh, now that's not fair, Rob, because I have specifically never listened to Diplo. <laughs> even though, God, I feel like it's true. It's pretty true. Okay, yeah. all right. Then suddenly and unmistakably, there came a sound. See, now would be the time for a metaphor or simile story. What was the sound like? Was it a shoe on pavement? Was it the elusive sound of a rich person's earnest apology? <laughs> what was it like? It. It's unmistakable, Rob. If you heard it, you'd know it. It's a sound. <laughs> Hat's ears flapped back against his head with a bump that jarred him into full wakefulness. It was a voice. Oh, God. That's not Diplo. It's Kesha. Run! Oh, come on now. Run! Had a hard road. The hard road. Definitely put up wet. <laughs> he listened intently. Not talking WAP there, Rob. Okay, okay, all right. Just checking. Okay. He listened intently. Once before, he thought he'd heard a shh, only to discover his official embarrassment that it was just a couple of trees whispering. Gary, what did you say? I couldn't hear you with the wind rustling through me. Trevor, I said, that dog's an idiot. <laughs> and where'd all our fucking wives go? Don't tell me it's a mystery. Don't tell me you don't know, JR. <laughs> don't tell me that. That's bullshit. You know. Man, where are our know. fucking wives? <laughs> oh, 3,000 pages of this bullshit. <laughs> I haven't had my acorn, uh, you know, never mind, never mind. <laughs> but this time it was the real thing. He ducked behind an ash can and listened. Hey, um, it's the ash can here, Mr. Dog. I'm, uh, I know you want to lean on me back there, but I kind of have an official ash gas or grass policy. So, uh, okay, let me see. Let me see. Ash? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. That's what I like to be filled so with. Just like kind of burned leaves, right? Mm -hmm. Gas? 
Yep, that's. You notice I did not continue the rhyming with Ash for gas. <laughs> because uh, even though it would be, you know, ass to ash would be gas to something else, I decided to class it up a little. <laughs> Sorry, it's Mr. Dog over here. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Ashcan. I'm. Some people think you're a bit of an asshole, but I think you're an ash place to put garbage. That's right. I'm an ash handler. That's I come from a long line of ash handlers. There's a big price on your head, I tell you, he heard in a muffled tone. Tonight's your last chance to escape. Meet me at O'Malley's tomorrow at noon to plan it. Let's cut through all this red tape. Well, <laughs> I'm a fan of making love at midnight in the dune. Uh-huh. But I got to tell you, I'm allergic to coconut milk. Is that going to be a problem? Yeah, deal's off. I mean, well, wait, wait, wait. Are you into yoga? Get out of here. Go to the hills, anywhere, and wait till this thing blows over. They'll get you sure tomorrow. Go. Pat recognized the voice as that of Gay Dog, well-known canine about town. Good Lord. A dog wears one cravat to doggy daycare, and all of a sudden he's Paul Lynch for the rest of his life. I think it's more of whether the dog really pulled it off. <laughs> uh, Circle gets the bone. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. That's great. <laughs> Listen, hey, that might make it in. Uh, unlike my droopy dog <laughs> impression. Can you do any other uh, uh, Hanna-Barbera characters? Of course I can. Exit. Okay, that's, ready an o- then. that's an okay Fred Flintstone, but can you do hey, anybody hey, else? Fuck off. <laughs> Heavens to Murgatroyd. I like him all near do well, gay dog. But I'm too careful about his companions, even. <laughs> you do the same. Yes, we're there now, Rob. <clears throat> hey, uh, he's not too careful about his companions. Just ask his buddies, Phil Spector and Robert Blake. Oh, boy. <laughs> not the best of buddies to have. No, no. But stories, though, are interesting. <laughs> Pat had long suspected that someday evil associates would be his undoing. But there was no time to think of Gay Dog. Nope, nope. Save those thoughts for later. Around midnight, when you're in bed. You're, you're bed by yourself, of course. The twin bed on the other side, away from your wife. And, and you can think about Gay Dog then, Mike Pence. Here was a fugitive from justice. A criminal with a price on his head. Pat was still thinking about that rhinestone collar he'd buy with the reward. When he heard the crackling of bushes and turned to see two forms. Uh-oh. It's rhinestone Rex and the sparkly mutt. They stole Pat's fashion sense and the contents of a piercing pagoda. Oh, but Claire's really has better phone cases. I think we can all agree. <laughs> yeah, but have you ever tried to rob a Claire's? Oh, the security is 13 and not well organized. <laughs> Gun in claw, he dived into the underbrush <laughs> on the trail of the Desperado. He has a gun? Uh, maybe you haven't seen Paw Patrol, Rob, <laughs> but Chase has mauled six to seven men, got a grappling hook that's, uh, strangled several fugitives. Oof. It's, it's rough. It's yeah. rough. Yeah. Not, not good times in Paw City. Adventure Bay. Adventure, Adventure Bay. Bay. You're just, you're, you're asking to get shot if you go to a town called Adventure Bay, where the feral canines no, no law, but that which they can meet out themselves. <laughs> it was dark. 
But soon he had his quarry, a strange, rough-necked, red-headed fellow. Ah, Ron Weasley's doing keto now. You say keto? I say keto. Oh, fuck. It probably is keto. Let me see how horse ebooks pronounces keto. Ooh, here. yes. They don't exist anymore, so Emma's going to say it. Like? Keto. Keto. All right, keto. Now I know. Keto. Keto. All I know is I don't want to eat cereal made out of skin. That's the real KFC famous bowl. It was just a bunch of chicken skin with milk on top. <laughs> I like mm -mm. to put blueberries in mine. By the time the common fleas court yeah. had convened the next one. And... Common fleas court, Alan. <laughs> with this kind of political satire, the Capitol steps better watch their back. Someone tell Mark Russell there's a new sheriff in town. I think you mean Capitol Critters, Rob. <laughs> you know the Land of Confusion video with Genesis? I sure do. Yeah, all of those are from a British company that had a political TV show in the 80s called Spitting Image. Oh, okay. They would make so, these grotesque uh, puppets of uh, politicians and pop culture stars. So it's like uh, Labyrinth, but... <laughs> Way fewer sexual uh, discoveries. Yes. <laughs> hey, it's awakenings. A, I, I I think Margaret Thatcher's England was a, <laughs> a perfect allegory for the loss of innocence of a naive young girl putting aside childish things, <laughs> like you know, jobs for yeah. for people. Yeah, yeah, mining jobs. Sure. Yeah, sure. that kind of thing. It's all an allegory. Put those away. That's for kids. Yeah. We could class up this podcast with an Iron Lady joke, I guess. Yeah, sure. sure. She's on the crown now. Everyone's into it. Jillian Anderson's playing her. Oh, really? Yeah, that's confusing. That's what that is. Oh, is it? <laughs> for me, it is. And uh, Asa Butterfield. It's also confusing for him. I got, I got that reference. The officer had rounded up his material witness as well. He'd also eaten out of the garbage and barked while standing in the middle of the yard for several hours, but I don't see you writing about that, lamestream media. Bad. Bad Pat. Bad Pat, the yeah, police thought. defund canines, all right? You don't understand what defund canines means, yeah, Rob. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying no, we're going to get rid of all the canines. It's just too nuanced to stand to put like that. Yes. Judge Sober Owl. Listen. Who? Uh, who? All right, hold on. Judge Sober Owl listened to Pat's story, then called Gay Dog to the stand. Now, let me tell you, mm -hmm. if you're going to have to pick an owl, yeah, do you want Sober Owl on the main trial or an appellate court? Because if Wild Night Drunk-Ass Tequila Owl rules against you, don't you think it stands better for you to take it to Sober Owl on appeal? See, no, I'm going to argue the opposite because okay. Sober Owl, he, he's going to go by the letter of the law. All right. Mm -hmm. You go to Drunk Owl, you got a chance that he's going to be like, sounds like childish hijinks to me. Uh, what if we had some other owls? <laughs> well, there's Wise Owl. No, he's got to be on a bag of potato chips that you haven't seen since 1986. <laughs> Right. They didn't really win too well in the snack wars, did they? <laughs> How about Snowy Owl? Well, now we're back to Labyrinth, and if he's going to turn into David Bowie with a codpiece... Not against it. 
Well, I'm again. not against it. I'm not sure that I want to argue in front of him. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Fair point. Fair point. This is a terrible outrage, barked the material witness with a snort. <laughs> barked uh, Chrissy from Three's <laughs> Company, laughing. <laughs> That's Has no one become popular for their snort since it's their not snorting a, laugh since then? It's not really that defining uh, characteristic in modern acting. Yeah, I would have thought, you know, like you've always got a guy who stammers a lot, like Hugh Grant, but yeah, who, who is today's hot, young, uh, upcoming, snorty actress? Well, I don't know her name, Rob, but she's, I'm pretty sure she was at that uh, Bryce Hall TikTok party house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. It's kind of snorty young. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. All right. This is a terrible outrage, barked the material witness with a snort. Terry Turkey is a bird of high ideals. Your Honor, what we have here is not a criminal. He's a gobbler with gumption from a good family. These are just boyish pranks. He can't be bad. His dad owns the Mazda dealership. It's, uh, the Turkey clan, they come from waddles. <laughs> Hey, you'll find out when you go up against them and the mayor is getting the chief of police to knock on your door at 3 a.m. and the high-priced lawyers are taking you down to court, man. Then you'll find out where all the waddles rest in this town. That's a bunch of jive, Alan. You think so? Yeah, jive turkeys. I, yeah, mm-hmm. But, broke in Pat petulantly, I heard this witness himself say the prisoner had a price on his head. He must be some dangerous... I, I mean, I, I lost the body cam footage, but, oh, uh, but the bruises on. were already Pat, there. No, Pat, rough. no. I wasn't too rough. No. <laughs> dangerous nothing, came back Gay Dog. Of course he's got a price on his head. 72 cents a pound. <laughs> ah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hagar the Horrible is, got, <laughs> is just going to rip that off this Sunday. Uh, this is Garfield with Garfield. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Uh. 72 cents a pound. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. That's more than you'd bring on 4th of July with a hot dog famine at Coney Island. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, Is he right. telling us that hot dogs, that he thinks hot dogs are made of hot, real dogs? Because he's saying that's more than you'd bring, Pat the dog. Uh-huh. On, on that's the more than July. you'd bring. Yeah. So, number one, it's a faulty premise. And number two, if it's true, someone should really tell Badlands Booker. You don't know what Nathan's does behind closed doors, Rob. Don't pretend you do. No one does. The end. Ah, oh, can you think back to 15 years ago, Rob? Mm-hmm. 
It's not the time of the story, but it was the time when you knew the name of some Japanese guy that ate a lot of hot dogs. Yeah. And you knew a whole bunch of names of party girls who'd definitely be snorting coke <laughs> on the celeb sites. Have we changed so much as a culture? Halcyon days. Well, that was um, a Thanksgiving story. Yeah. A price on his head. A, a title that screams Thanksgiving. Oh, you're going back to the title. That sure does relate to the last couple sentences of the story. <laughs> took, it took a bit, but it's. I guess you could say that that was related. It, it does beat sitting through three hours with commercials of The Sound of Music, though. Sure, yeah. Those commercials. Oof. Yeah, the commercials are the worst part. I mean... The Nazis were probably the worst part, but the commercials are very bad. Rolf, man. Jesus. <laughs> Do you think there's a moral we could derive from this tale of anthropoform... <laughs> anthropoformic dogs? <laughs> Anamorphic dogs? Oh, no, not anamorphs. God, no. <laughs> oh, this this human teen has turned into Pat the Police dog. <laughs> now he's got a gun. <laughs> What's it he going to do? all comes together now. How's he going to go to school like that? <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. It's always going to be the Latino kid that turns into the worst animal. Do you have a moral for this story, Rob? Happy Thanksgiving, a, by the way. I do. I have a brief moral for the story. Uh -huh. I, you know, I think the moral of the story is that a good deed is always rewarded. Gay dog helped out Terry Turkey and exposed mm -hmm. a cop trying to railroad him. I think this is a feel-good story for this year. All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I think that I got absolutely nothing but joy and love during this Thanksgiving That's right. season. That's right. Well, why don't you take us out then, Alan? Well, that about wraps it up for this week. We hope you enjoyed this story. And we do hope you will join us next week. Or, you know, you guys know, you know right? Approximately. Come on now. <laughs> uh, approximately a week <laughs> until our next episode, where we will bring you another interrupted... Hey, 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 folks, folks. This is your old pal Thanksgiving dinner here for a special public service announcement with my best friend Alan from the uh, annotated stories podcasting so uh, uh yep. alan alan do you like thanksgiving dinner sure i love it yeah. uh yeah. What's thanksgiving your... dinner yeah yeah what's your favorite part of me uh well i guess i like your stuffing balls I, uh, whoa that gets a little personal but i'm here to talk a little bit about cranberry sauce okay all right do you like cranberry sauce alan um I'm sorry. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it's okay. Um, is is your friend Ashcan coming over, or is <laughs> no. it just going to be you? No, no, no. This is me. That Ashcan, he still owes me money, so I haven't okay. seen his right. face in months. Okay, well, I'm just, I've got family coming over, and, you know, it's just, i got to well, get started. This is perfect, then. So, I just want to make a public service announcement that if, it, I hope you all have a good Thanksgiving, whether you celebrate it or not. I hope hey, you're all you. safe. And if you are getting together with people, and if mm -hmm. you happen to be lucky enough that you can, when you're having dinner and uh -huh. your mom or dad or grandma or whoever you love and, and spending time with brings out the cranberry sauce that's uh -huh. out of the can with the rings, don't make fun of it. 
Somebody wants it. Maybe it's you. And while they'll all joke about it and be like, oh, yeah, that's the homemade cranberry sauce and it's delicious and it's much better than everything else. You know what? Be better than that. Because that's going to hurt that person just a teensy bit. So that's a little bit from your old pal Thanksgiving dinner. I just want to tell you, thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Finish your damn vegetables. And now, have a good, happy Thanksgiving. Bye. I had cut you off, but you know, it's, it's Thanksgiving. Tail. Tail.